0: In a televised forum last night, the Democratic presidential candidates had the opportunity to tell the gay community what they'll do for them. We'll tell you what they said, what they promised, and ask the Family Research Council's Tony Perkins what it means for America. And we'll ask Dr. Richard Land why the media elite just don't get it. This is Jerry Johnson live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and Culture.
1: Mr. Gorbachev. Tear down this wall. That's one
2: small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941,
3: a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is.
4: Yes.
0: President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at live.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. We move the ball down the the court a little bit. Uh, That benefits the gay community. And it's sort of ironic that we see the gay community supporting
4: people like Hillary, Obama, Edwards who, for some reason, can't get their arms around marriage. Folks, what do you think about the homosexual debate for the presidency last night? What does this say about America? That voice you heard was Gravel Gravel. That is the former Alaskan Senator Mike Gravel. He says he and fellow candidate Dennis Kucinich are the only ones who support gay marriage. He was scolding the other candidates, Pena. What else did you notice in that debate?
7: Well, I sat through the debate last night. It was kind of hard. Right off the bat, they went to this issue of gay marriage, sort of wagging their fingers at uh, the various candidates. And the first question that was really asked of Barack Obama, who was the first one out there, was, what place does the church have in government-sanctioned civil marriage? Here's what he said.
8: There are some folks who, coming out of the church, uh, have, you know, elevated
4: one line in Romans uh, above the Sermon in the Mount. One line in Romans. Senator Obama, is there more in the Bible about homosexuality, about human sexuality? Well, we have a fellow on the line that's going to have I think a strong opinion about this, Dr. Richard Land. He's president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. He holds the D. degree from Oxford University, listed by Time Magazine as one of the Top 25 Christians of Influence in the United States. Welcome back to the program, Dr. Lamb.
2: Well, thank you, uh, Jerry. It's great to be with you and with Pena. And I have some more good news, which I found out just last week. Marvin Olasky uh, named uh, The Divided States of America, my new book, as one of his 100 all-time favorites. Mm -hmm.
4: Very good. If you haven't seen this book yet, folks, you do need to get it, The Divided States of America. It talks about church and state, the so-called wall and what the proper balance is. Dr. Land, you have just written about media bias. I want to ask you about that quickly because today I'm seeing that there's a Pew Research Center poll which says that more than half of Americans say U.S. news organizations are politically biased, inaccurate, and they don't really care about the people they report on. You've just written about this uh, concept. What are you seeing out there?
2: Well, I mean, uh, the, my departure point was Diane Sawyer going on um, uh, Good Morning America and saying that she was, had um, come out and uh, volunteered for jury duty in the suburban county where she lived. And she, she, uh, the, the, the judge said, now, um, can, you, you know, can you tell the truth and be fair? And I said, that's what journalists do. And everybody in the courtroom laughed. It was the most hurtful (laughs) moment I think I've ever had. Well, wake up and smell the coffee, Diane. (laughs) Uh, Beyond the liberal news bubble in which you live, this is what most Americans think about uh, news organizations. They're horrendously biased, and they all lean to the left, with very few exceptions.
4: Well, Dr. Land, this gets to this uh, gay debate point, actually, last night. I mean, I don't think we're going to see a heterosexual debate or a straight debate And um, I want you to listen to some sound that we have from this debate, particularly John Edwards, a, quote, Southern Baptist. He was asked about his earlier opposition against same-sex marriage, and he referred to his faith as a basis for it. He was asked what it was about his religion that leads him to that position, and here's what he
3: said. Well, you know, I have to tell you, I shouldn't have said that, because... First of all, my campaign for the presidency is about equality. All right, what's going on here, Dr. Land? Well, you have a pretend-to-be Southern Baptist uh, deciding he
2: pretends that he doesn't want to be one. Um, Look, that debate last night, I mean, you know, at the Republican National Committee, they're singing jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, because this was Christmas (laughs) in August for the Republican National Committee. Trust me, they took lots of tape last night. And they will be using it. I mean, this is Christmas in August for uh, for Republican candidates. But it shows the degree to which the Democratic uh, Party has been unhinged from its historic moorings and is now um, a party of um, uh, counterculture groups, uh, moral relativist groups, and um, special interest groups.
7: Dr. Land, this really was about marriage, because they were promised everything under the sun except marriage by these candidates. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, I was really disappointed to see uh, that not one Democratic candidate defended marriage as it is. I mean, marriage is good for the culture, and you can take religion away and still say that's true.
2: Well, that's exactly right. But I, uh, I, I, I know you were disappointed, but I'm sure you weren't surprised. No.
7: I wasn't surprised. But in a sense, somebody, I think a leader, needs to defend the institution that is probably the best and the most beneficial for its society.
2: Well, you're absolutely right. And, of course, there are numerous Republican candidates for president who would do so. Um, I doubt that Rudy Giuliani would. Um, But I certainly think that Mike Huckabee would. I think Duncan Hunter would. I think... uh, uh, Mitt Romney would. I think um, um, Sam Brownback would. I think that Fred Thompson would.
7: Let me ask one more question about marriage, because you've written your book, Divided States. And in a sense, uh, we are a country that allows all kinds of people to practice their religion. And in this debate last night, they really tried to separate religion out from our public policy in saying that it should be separate from civil marriage. What do you have to say about that?
2: Well, my response is that uh, I'm opposed to homosexual marriage because I believe that as a Christian that God uh, created marriage and God has the right to um, define marriage, and he has defined it as between a man and a woman. Um, But I also believe that uh, Americans have the right to determine the social policy of their country. And uh, every major, every civilized society, every society, in fact, that we have found um, has uh, strictly regulated who can get married to whom and under what circumstances precisely because marriage is not a personal private relationship it is a public, social, civic relationship with public, social, and civic responsibilities particularly when it comes to the rearing of children um, I may have told you before that when I was at Harvard a Harvard co-ed said to me, she said, Dr. Lane, you seem like a, a nice guy Why would you want to interfere in the personal-private relationship of two people? And I said, how did you ever get the idea that marriage was a personal-private relationship? Mm -hmm. You don't need to get a license for a personal-private relationship. Uh, Marriage is not a personal-private relationship. It's a public, civic, and social relationship, and every society in human history has demanded the right to determine the circumstances under which you can get married and the circumstances under which you can dissolve your marriage precisely because of its impact on society and particularly on children. And... I think that um, most Americans believe that uh, we want a society in which marriage is is, um, uh, defined as one man and one woman, and that the only relationship that should be defined by its sexual nature is marriage. And that has to be between a man and a woman, and that it's better for children to have the possibility of having a mother and a father, rather than having two mothers or two fathers. And you know, We've conducted about a 40-year experiment in this country on whether or not fathers are optional accessories in the rearing of children, and the answer is they are not. Uh, clearly, children who are reared at homes with fathers are uh, going to have a far more likely um, possibility of being normal, healthy, and productive citizens than those who are not. But up until now, no one's ever been crazy enough to argue that mothers are optional. But gay marriage says that mothers are optional that two fathers can do as good a job of raising a child as, two, as as a mother and a father can. That's just plain nuts.
4: You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to Dr. Richard Land. You can hear him six days a week here on KCBI, Monday through Friday at 12 uh, p.m. for Faith and Family. And then, of course, on Saturday, he comes on at 11 o'clock for a live call-in talk show, Richard Land Live. Dr. Land, um, Let's listen to Hillary Clinton last night at this homosexual debate.
2: If if we must.
4: (laughs) Well, here's what's happening. um, She's being defensive here because one of these questioners asked her, you know, you sit on the Senate Armed Services Committee, why haven't you introduced legislation repealing Don't Ask, Don't Tell? I mean, her husband uh, signed this legislation, but uh, here's her answer.
6: I think the very simple answer is we didn't have a chance with the Republican Congress and George Bush as president. And uh, I want to get it done when I'm president. I want to do it and have it be successful. I don't want to try in a Republican
4: Congress with a very negative president and have it defeated. Dr. Land, would that be a good campaign ad for the Republicans?
2: It sure would. Um, It would take away what few remaining armed services votes the Democratic candidates have been getting. Um, You talk to anybody in the armed services and they'll tell you that don't ask, don't tell is the minimum that's required to maintain unit cohesion and to maintain morale in the military.
7: You know, when you look at this, I mean, they say that uh, they have to remain in secret. But in a sense, the idea that they can't come out openly in the military really, uh, I guess, leaves aside some of that activity that would be very offensive to folks serving with them. So we've got to leave it in place. I mean, that's...
2: Well, I, that's right. I mean, first of all, if we take away don't ask, don't tell, you're going to have um, certain segments of the homosexual population which are going to be flocking into the military. Hmm. And you know, I don't want to get too graphic on a family program, but you know, um, I mean, uh, not good, not good. A whole a whole platoon full of Marines would be a real uh, a real happy thing for someone who was predisposed towards same sex attraction.
4: Dr. Richard Land, he's president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Dr. Land, it's always good to have you back. You're a Criswell College man, a KCBI man, broadcasting back in the 80s, issues of the 80s. Now, of course, every day, 12 noon for Faith and Family, and then Saturdays at 11 o'clock, Richard Land Live. We'll have you back soon.
2: Well, thank you, Jerry. It's always great to be with you. And, Pitta, have a great weekend.
4: You too. All right, folks. um, We're going to unpack this issue for the rest of the show essentially. We're going to play some sound we're going to take your calls. Coming right up we have an interview with Tony Perkins he is president of the Family Research Council in Washington D.C. He is also a veteran of the U.S. Marines we're going to talk to him about the military issues as well but let's listen to Barack Obama. Last night here he is uh, talking about civil unions uh, versus gay marriage.
8: As I proposed it, it wouldn't be a lesser thing uh, from my perspective, uh, and look, uh, you know, semantics may be important to some. Uh, from my perspective, what I'm interested in is making sure that those legal rights are available to people.
4: Pena, uh, what do you make of this debate and uh, and what it says really about our culture, politics now, uh, homosexuality and politics? You know, uh, what I thought when I was watching this, and
7: I, of course, had to watch it online because I don't have the logo channel in my on uh, my cable package, but it was really a bunch of politicians pandering to people who want to get the right to further their agenda, which is really a sinful agenda, totally antithetical to God's plan for the way man and woman should uh, relate to one another, to the institution of marriage. And to me, I, I was just basically very, very sad in watching this and very afraid for our nation if we go down this
4: road. All right, what kind of Bible scholar is Barack Obama? When we come back, we're going to play a little Obama on Romans. Can you imagine that? He mentioned the book of Romans last night. We'll ask Tony Perkins to respond to that. We'll hear the governor of New Mexico... Say what the real goal is for him, for the Democrats. Where are they heading on the homosexual issue? This is Jerry Johnson Live with Dexter from Criswell College. We'll be right back with more.
1: Generations of ministry leaders have one common point: a ministry education from the Chriswell College in Dallas. To date, ministry leaders from the Chriswell College are in service all over the world. With the fall term just around the corner, your education can follow this same distinguished path. An education from Chriswell is grounded on the Christian worldview, witness, and God's word, the Bible. The word and worldview focus of Chriswell gives you a more effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ and prepares you for kingdom service. The fall semester registration is August 15th, 16th, and 17th. Classes begin August 20th. See Chriswell.edu for details on classes and the Master of Arts in Christian Leadership degree. Chriswell students are ready for the challenges of today's ministry environment. Classes in evangelism, missions, preaching, communications, all are fully accredited and small class sizes point the focus to your success. Find out more at 800-899-0012 and on the web at Chriswell.edu. You're listening
0: to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications.
4: Is the presidential campaign being homosexualized? What is the goal of the Democrat Party when it comes to the normalization of homosexuality? Let's talk to an expert. My guest is Tony Perkins. He's president of the Family Research Council He's a former member of the Louisiana Legislature, where he served for eight years. Welcome back to the program, Tony.
5: Well, Jerry, it's always good to be with you in Pena.
4: All right, Tony. Last night, we had the homosexual debates in Los Angeles. I want you to listen to one of the recordings. Here's Bill Richardson, governor of New Mexico, on gay marriage.
3: I'm not there yet. And the country isn't there yet. New Mexico isn't there yet. We have to bring the country on. We have to move in the direction of making this happen. That doesn't mean that I'm closed on this issue. It means that you do what is achievable.
4: All right, Tony, if I hear the governor of New Mexico correctly, he's currently for civil unions, but he's saying the goal is gay marriage. Your reaction to the debate last night and to that position?
5: Well, uh, Jerry, I think Americans should be listening very closely, and I think all of the candidates are winking and saying, well, I'm not for same-sex marriage, I'm for civil unions, but I think what uh, Richardson said is exactly what they're all thinking and working toward. It's a matter of bringing the American people along uh, with this radical agenda, and it's, it's incrementalism, and they are steadily plotting forward, taking America down this path.
7: Tony, you know what I would have loved to have heard was one Democrat on that debate team or on that panel uh, to define marriage and defend marriage, and you didn't hear any of that, did you?
5: No, I mean, absolutely not. I mean, this is quite interesting, though, uh, because I'm sure you've seen the polling data that shows very clearly that if they are pursuing, you know, victory, at the ballot box. This is not the way to do it. Even with the Democratic base, they lose points when they pander to the special interest groups of the homosexuals. It's mean, such a small uh, segment of the population. There's only two reasons they would do it. One, you know, to make a social statement. Maybe, in fact, they believe this stuff. Maybe they, they, they want to take America, America down this path. Or two, it is a great place to raise money because, as we know, the homosexuals uh, in that that small segment, have a lot of money and a lot of wealth, and they're willing to put it into the political process.
4: You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to Tony Perkins. He's president of the Family Research Council, and he broadcasts on KCBI every Saturday at 12 o'clock noon, the Washington Watch weekly program. You ought to be listening to that, Tony. Let's listen to another candidate from that homosexual debate last night. Here is Senator Barack Obama interacting with Scripture.
8: There are some folks who, coming out of the church, uh, have you know elevated one line in Romans uh, above the Sermon in the Mount?
4: All right, Tony. Uh, what is this business here about one line in Romans? What do you make of that?
5: Well, Jerry, this is this is a very serious issue, and I think this is increasingly happening. Uh, not just with the, with Obama, but Jim Wallace and others who are you know picking cherry picking scripture. Um, you know, that you've got the red-letter Christians out there that want to pull Scripture That's and right. use it and, and paint this picture and draw, I think, unsuspecting Christians in. Look, the, the Scripture from Genesis to Revelation is God's Word. We believe it all. We believe it is God's Word. It is infallible. It is inspired. And I, to be an evangelical Christian, in the true sense of the word, you have to believe it. And and what Obama and we see increasingly among Democratic candidates and liberal Republicans is that they're using Scripture as, as a bait to draw in unsuspecting Christians and, and, I mean, it's it, it amazes me what they're doing. And he forgets,
4: I think, when Jesus was asked about marriage, he went back to Genesis 1. He talked about Adam and Eve, made in God's image, male and female. That is God's good created order. Obama just forgot all about that, uh, skipping on to the Sermon on the Mount. Tony, let me ask you this. Um, how do you think mainstream Americans today are going to react to this... Uh, this kind of a single issue, special issue uh, debate. We don't have a straight debate or a heterosexual debate. Um, you think Americans are going to recoil against this?
5: I do. I think there's uh, there's risk, and I think even some of the homosexuals have said this. Those pushing that agenda were not. They weren't. There wasn't total uh, uh, support for this debate last night because. They're afraid that this could uh, create a backlash, much like Massachusetts did in uh, 2004 at the polls. It's a bridge too far, and the polling data suggests that. It suggests that this is a losing issue. If uh, candidates are embraced by a homosexual group, whether it's uh, among the Democratic voters or independent voters, they lose ground.
7: Tony, uh, I think that uh, really says that we have our work cut out for us, those who have media outlets and voices to the public, because most people probably weren't watching that. I mean, I couldn't get it on my TV uh, you know, cable package, so I had to go online to watch it. And uh, so you know, we need to kind of keep up the uh, rhetoric on what they were saying and what they're promising. And I also noticed that uh, there was a bit of finger-wagging, a lot of it, to each one of these candidates from the questioners saying, you haven't done enough, you didn't even do enough during the Clinton administration, and you're not there on marriage, and you need to be. And, you know, in a sense, it's sort of a way of these people saying, listen, you know, you've got to get us there on marriage. Nothing else is going to suffice.
5: Oh, and no question about it. Now, one, one issue that they did commit on, which I think Americans should take note of, was the repeal or the scrapping of the don't ask don't tell policy uh which would open up our military to become a playground of social experimentation with uh, all types of uh, sexuality and and that is not what the military is there for for politicians to use as some laboratory it's there to defend this country it's where uh, men and women go to to serve this country not to have to be uh, concerned about uh, you know the sexual orientation of the guy uh,
4: sleeping in the bunk next yeah. to you. Hey, let me uh, shift gears a little bit, because, uh, of course, right now we're talking about the Democrats. But I think the trumpet is giving an uncertain sound among some of the Republicans. I want you, Tony, to listen here to John McCain. I think it was a slip, but I wonder if he really means this.
1: I think, uh, I think that gay marriage should
6: be allowed if there's a ceremony kind of thing, if you want to call it that. I, I don't have any problem with that.
4: Now that's John McCain. Later he kind of equivocated, but does it bother you that some Republican candidates could uh, make that kind of a statement?
5: Does it bother me? Absolutely it bothers me. I mean, John McCain uh, was opposed to the marriage amendment in the United States Senate, said it should be left at the state level. We've, the case has been clearly made that this is not an issue that can be resolved at the state level because of the full faith and credit clause of the United States Constitution. If you're going to protect marriage, you have to have a, uh, a federal marriage amendment. and 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 there's no question about it. It, it, that there are Republicans that, uh, while not openly pandering to the homosexual community, have been stick, are afraid to be stigmatized by the media as being anti-gay, uh, and so they run from traditional values and try and and come up with this neutral value system, which is attractive to no one. I will I will tell you I think the Republicans, just as uh, they were in November this past November, and they lost. I think they're on the same trajectory. I think they are. They are, uh, unless they get a grip and understand why, what makes them different from the from the other candidates. I think they're gonna they're gonna have a similar outcome uh, in uh, next year's election.
4: You're listening to Jerry Johnson live. We're talking to Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council. He's also a veteran of the U.S. Marines. Tony, let's switch gears for just a moment because I want to play a different kind of a McCain soundbite. Uh, We're hearing better news now out of Iraq. Here's McCain on why we must see it through.
6: Against radical Islamic extremism, we must win, we will win, and we will never surrender. They will.
4: Uh, Tony, do you believe now, when the September reauthorization rolls around, that um, some of these senators and congressmen are going to change their mind and support the funding of the troops Uh, for another cycle?
5: I I don't know, Jerry. I I wish I could say that I I was certain that they they would. I mean, I I just hit McCain on his stand on marriage, but I have to commend him on his stand uh, for the military and for Iraq in particular. I mean, we can debate whether or not it was a good idea to go into Iraq. We can debate strategy, but this is the bottom line. We're there. We're engaged in a war it is a war between an ideology that wants to destroy us and the freedoms that we represent and an ideology that says that each human being is valuable and worthy of freedom one of those two ideologies is going to win and if we continue to have the leadership of the united states congress running a white flag up over our capital we will not be the ones to win we are in a battle we're in a war and we have to win this. And, for, and I agree with John McCain. We have to win. I believe we can. We've got the men and women who are dedicated to the mission. We just have to get the politicians to back them.
4: Folks, you can hear more of this tomorrow at 12 noon on KCBI. Tony Perkins, Washington Watch Weekly. Tony, thank you for being with us today.
5: Jerry, always great to be with you and uh, Penna.
4: All right, folks, the Bible says in Genesis 19, 24, the Lord reigned on Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire. We're told over in 2 Peter 2 and in Jude 7, this was because, quote, of their sexual immorality and their practice perversions. Is this what America is coming to? Is this what Dallas is coming to? Is this what's happening with the presidential debates? What does this mean for America? Do we want open homosexuality in the military? Do we want homosexuality taught in the public schools as an alternative lifestyle, a normative lifestyle? Do we want homosexual marriage? Do we want special rights for same-sex couples? You call us, 800-881-9270. We're opening up the phones, 800 881 9270. We're going to take all your calls when we come right back and play more outrageous quotes from that homosexual debate last night.
0: You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host Dr. Jerry Johnson President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications.
8: There are some folks who, coming out of the church, uh, have, you know, elevated one line in Romans uh, above the Sermon on the Mount.
4: All right, that's Barack Obama. He's running for President of the United States, and he's claiming there that one verse in Romans does not outweigh what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. Now, what do you make of that, folks? What do you make of that kind of a statement? Barack Hussein Obama has really been clear to identify that he is a Christian, that he is a member of a Christian church, and here he is implying that Scripture might contradict. And we're going to also talk about Edwards, saying he's a Southern Baptist, but equivocating on this issue. We're taking your calls now. We've got Paul on the line from Frisco. We're talking about the homosexual presidential debate last night. Paul, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view?
6: Uh, yeah I guess my answer to your question about Obama's statement is i've read the Sermon on the Mount several times, and uh it's kind of preposterous intellectually to pretend that one of God's edicts on an uh sinful immoral behavior has anything to do with contradicting the Sermon on the Mount. It's almost as if they have this constant ploy of talking about christ's love as if that contradicts some of the the laws that he's given us for our own protection. But that aside, what I called mostly on is I wish uh, Tony Perkins was back, because I remember uh, Dr. Lamb's comments about Christmas in July, and although it might be a Christmas present for Republicans while the baby boomers are still the dominant demographic in the United States, I think the thing we need to remember is that the homosexual agenda doesn't really care if there's victory in 2008, where they're seeding America is with our children in our schools and with our media and with our, uh, you know, with the liberal agenda there. And if you go and talk to any young person about what their views of homosexuality are, they're being bent to, well, what's your problem? And I've seen that even in members of my own family as they're bombarded with liberal media. I've seen comedy shows where they take a little time out to uh, do a little ethical lecture on using the term, oh, that's so gay, and, uh, you know, broke back Mountain and every other thing you can think of. So, so it might be a Christmas present to us, but just remember, they're gunning for the minds of our children, and that's where the battle, it needs to be fought.
4: Paul, I agree with you on that. Uh, all the polls, when they do these marriage amendment kind of polls um, for traditional marriage, uh, the majority of people fifty and over support traditional marriage and they're going out to vote and right now there's a window of opportunity to codify traditional marriage um, as between a man and a woman, the way it's always been, in a constitutional amendment. But all the polls I've seen, 40 and under, show that measure losing at 40 and under. Uh, now, those people aren't going out to vote at the ratio. The older people are. But I think you, you've you hit the nail on the head. And this goes to the responsibility of the church. And, um, you know, we're going to have to get prophetic about this because certainly the public schools are indoctrinating these children in a different kind of a way.
7: Well, they are. And you know what else happens is as homosexuals gain more and more legitimacy through certain laws and rights, domestic partnerships, civil unions, which is already the case in certain states, and this there's a big push to do this nationally, uh, their lifestyle becomes legitimized. They're more and more out. We know homosexuals. Our young people go to school with them. They may be even friends with them. And so they start to personalize this. And if they can't make a really good case for why we need to keep marriage between a man and a woman and why it's not fair to make employers hire homosexuals, can't fire them for their homosexuality, all these other laws and elevations of the lifestyle, then our kids, they just have nothing to grab onto. And I think you're right, Dr. Johnson, when you say the church has a real job ahead of it in educating young people and helping them to understand why these principles laid out in the Bible are right and true, and why our laws are the way they are, and we shouldn't change the
4: definition of marriage in our laws. All right, we've got Bob on the line from Terrell. Bob, thank you for calling. Bob, what do you think of that homosexual debate?
5: Yes, Dr. Johnson. Uh, Obama wanted to bring up something in uh, Romans. Well, let's talk about what God says, uh, or what Paul said, God gave them over for their sensual lust and desires about women having a sexual relationship with women and men having a sexual relationship with men spreading diseases amongst each other. Let's not uh, let's, uh, have him talk about that. If God gives them up, we as uh, employers should be able to give them up also.
4: Well, I'm not sure that's the same thing there on giving them up. I, I think Paul is making a, a very interesting argument in Romans, and in fact, if Obama understood it, it would be a refutation of his position. Paul is going back before the law. It's very important. Paul is in Romans 1. He's saying in verse 20 that this is a rejection of the creation. He says in verse 25, it's a rejection of the Creator. And his argument is this, that homosexual activity is unnatural. It's a rejection of the created order. It's a rejection of the Creator. He's making, in essence, a Genesis 1 argument. He's not arguing from the law, from Leviticus. He's arguing from Genesis 1, that God created them male and female. To reject that is to reject the Creator, to reject the created order. And Paul goes on to use these words, uncleanness, dishonor, vile passions, error, debased mind and not fitting. And so Paul is very clear. It's not one verse, it's several paragraphs in Romans, and it's a theological argument based upon Genesis. Obama simply does not know what he's talking about. What do you think, folks? Do you want um open homosexuality in the military? Do you want our kids in school to be taught that uh, male male marriage is just as valid as male female marriage? Marriage. Is that what you want? Call us 800 881 9270. It seems to be what most of the Democrats want in that debate last night. And you've got to wonder about McCain and Giuliani on the Republican side. Let's talk about that, too, folks, because both John McCain and Rudy Giuliani running on the Republican side have equivocated on this or at least said, you know, they're for civil unions or something like that. So let's be fair and balanced in talking Mm -hmm. about both sides of the aisle here. we got Chris on the line from Dallas. Chris, no, Chris is off. Gene from Whitman. Gene, thank you for calling. You're on the air.
5: Uh Yes, I, what I would like to ask all of the candidates is this, a lot of people out here may not be Christians, so you can't use the Bible, but use nature. Do you see in nature that male and male and female and female get together? No, they don't, because if they did, pretty soon we wouldn't have any more animals. And it's the same thing with humans. If if, they're going, if everybody all of a sudden turned gay, what would happen to the human race? We would have none. So, you know, if there's atheists out there, or whatever, you can't use the Bible, you can't use God, you can't use religion. So go to nature. Nature itself tells us that it is supposed to be male and female.
4: Thank and you so much, Jean. I think that's an, an interesting mm-hmm. observation, and we want to be careful Uh, because actually animals do engage in this kind of behavior but the point is this... But they don't procreate from doing it. You cannot procreate with that kind of behavior and it would be the end of our species or any other species if everyone did it and um, there's the old um, Immanuel Kant came up with this uh, ethical idea that is you should only do that thing that you could will to be a universal principle that is you should only make a decision if um, you could will that everyone would make such a decision hmm. and uh, it's an interesting uh... ethical idea but certainly that would rule out this kind of behavior because if everyone did this it would be the end of the human race and certainly we know all kinds of secular social studies show that children do best in homes with one man and one woman together for a lifetime children need a mom children need a dad not these pretend moms and dads that are same-sex. It's so interesting that lesbian couples and homosexual male couples, uh, one takes on the male role, one takes on the female. One is the dominant, one is the submissive. Even in their sin, they cannot avoid this biblical model of male-female, the leader, the follower. They cannot do it. John on the line from Louisville. John, what do you make of this debate last night? Is this the presidency homosexualized? What is it?
6: I, you know, I gotta I, I admit, I didn't
5: watch it. I, 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 I've forgotten about it. But I have a uh, point I'd like to get across. Um, in the Revolutionary War, we part of the war was because, uh, had to do with uh, taxation without proper representation, and the po- the politicians, a good number of them, um, they're really not representing the the people. They're representing whatever they want to have as their issues. It's about them. It's a me self. Oriented Congress and House, and uh, the people need to say, Hey, we're voting for you, and stand up and say, If you're not going to represent us, we're going to get somebody in there that will.
7: Um, it's such a good point because when I was looking at this last night, I was thinking, Okay, these people are asking some very powerful questions. They seem like they're really strong and represent a big constituency, but they don't. They really don't represent the people. And, and yet, these politicians were falling all over themselves to please them with their answers. And it really isn't fair to the body politic as a whole who does not
4: support these things. Okay, folks, Leviticus 18.1 says this, You shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. That's God's word. Obama, a professing Christian, a member of a church. Um, and John Edwards. When we come back, we're going to listen to John Edwards apologize or backtrack. John Edwards, a quote, a kind of a Southern Baptist. Dr. Land called him a phony Southern Baptist. But at one point, he's on the record saying he opposes homosexual marriage. Last night, he apologized. And uh, we're going to listen to an extended quote. You won't believe what he says when he comes back about his being a Southern Baptist and his position. It's Jerry Johnson Live with Penedexter. We're taking your calls at 800-881-9270. 800-881-9270. We'll be right back.
1: Generations of ministry leaders have one common point, a ministry education from the Criswell College in Dallas. To date, ministry leaders from the Criswell College are in service all over the world. With the fall term just around the corner, your education can follow this same distinguished path. An education from Criswell is grounded on the Christian worldview, witness, and God's Word, the Bible. The word and worldview focus of Criswell gives you a more effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ and prepares you for kingdom service. The fall semester registration is August 15th, 16th, and 17th. Classes begin August 20th. See Chriswell.edu for details on classes and the Master of Arts in Christian Leadership degree. Chriswell students are ready for the challenges of today's ministry environment. Classes in evangelism, missions, preaching, communications, all are fully accredited and small class sizes point the focus to your success. Find out more at 800-899-0012 and on the web at Chriswell.edu.
0: You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications.
4: All right. On an MTV network last night, the Democrat presidential hopefuls participated in a homosexual debate. That is, it was sponsored and um, hosted by those in the so-called gay community. And all of the questions mostly were about this topic, this issue. And... uh, we heard some very interesting statements. In fact, I want to go right now to John Edwards because John Edwards earlier had said he was opposed to homosexual marriage and he really backtracked last night.
3: Well, you know, I have to tell you, I shouldn't have said that because, first of all, my campaign for the presidency is about equality across the board. And I listened to your discussion uh, with Senator Obama uh, a few minutes ago, I was backstage, I was able to hear what you were saying and what, and what he was saying. And it makes perfect sense to me that gay and lesbian couples would say, civil unions, great, 1,100 federal benefits, great. You know, give us these rights, we deserve these rights. And they're absolutely right about that. But it stops short of real equality. It makes perfect sense to me that that people would feel that way. I mean, I totally, I, to, I, I can understand it. It makes sense. And and the only thing I would say about the faith question is, I think from, from my perspective, it is wrong. because we have seen a president in the last six-plus years who tries to impose his faith on the American people. And I think it is a mistake, and I will not impose my faith belief on the, Ameri- on the American people. Uh, I don't believe any president of the United States should do that. I believe in the separation of church and state. And these things that we have talked about, all these substantive issues of equality, which is really what the discussion has been about. These are part of my heart, soul, and core.
4: Well, did you hear the absolute nonsense of that? How dare someone use their faith? I believe it's wrong, he said to my core. He's, he's actually doing what he accuses the other side of doing. He says how could how could they do that? It's wrong. I believe. I believe it's wrong. It's part of my core belief (laughs) that it's wrong to judge others. He's doing the exact same thing. Well, we've got Curtis on the line from Decatur. Curtis, actually Charles. We're going to Charles. Charles on the line from Dallas. Charles, thank you for calling. What do you make of this?
5: Yes, I'm calling about the uh, the homosexual issue that you were talking about a few minutes ago. You had a caller that called in a few minutes ago, indicating that he felt it was right to fire homosexuals just because of their lifestyle, and you contradicted his remarks, and yet just a few seconds earlier, Penna had made the same uh, indication, and my comment is that that all of this talk is sounding like anything but hate the sin and love the sinner, and I was wondering if either one of y'all could spin that idea.
4: Well, Charles, since you, you asked me about what I said, all I was reacting to was Bob's interpretation of Romans that uh, somehow we could fire people because they were homosexual. That is not what Romans teaches. Romans is about what God does. Romans is about God's judgment on them. It's not about us firing people. And I'm saying he needs to go somewhere else to find that. And so i that's a completely different subject if we want to talk about that. But I'm just saying Romans does not teach that we fire people because they have AIDS or something like that, mm. which Bob seemed to imply.
7: Well, I'll explain myself, and that is that uh, anybody in the United States should be able to fire an employee for a reason. For instance, if that employee does not further The interests of their business. So, if someone has a homosexual employee or finds out they're homosexual, maybe that person is outwardly gay and it just doesn't work in their business. They should have the ability to fire them. Uh, It's you know you don't have to be mean about it, but it's it's an issue of the freedom of people to hire and fire whom they please.
4: Well, and certainly church-based and faith-based groups have that right. Here, we as a college have that right. Churches Mm -hmm. in the area have that right. Supreme Court has uh, established that right, and I would affirm that right, and we would do that here at Criswell College. But we would um, tell the person about God's grace and God's forgiveness. Let's move on. We'll talk about that in just a minute. We've got John on the line from Louisville. John, thank you for calling. Is this Curtis or John? It's Curtis. Curtis, you're on the air.
2: All
5: right, thanks for taking my call. Uh, My comment is that we as Christians, I believe, need to do what Jesus said, and that's learn of him. We need to study the Word so that we'll stand in agreement because I get so tired of watching uh, people swoon when some politician makes some small comment uh, about Scripture. And we should know them by their fruit. Uh, Just because they quote it, Satan can quote Scripture. That doesn't mean they're a Christian. Doesn't mean they live by the Word. Doesn't mean they respect the Word. And they're just using it to promote their agenda. And we need to smarten up Since we've been given the mind of Christ, we have the Holy Spirit living in us. We need to use the power and authority He's given us uh, to see God's kingdom come on earth, which is His will.
4: Thank you for taking my call. Thank you so much for calling, and that was Curtis, folks, on the line. Now, let's just wind this down, because we've had a lot of comments here. and we need to look and see what the scripture says that's what this program is about, but let's hear Obama once again.
8: There are some folks who coming out of the church uh, have you know
4: elevated one line in Romans uh, above the Sermon in the Mount. Well, does coming out of the church discount what people have to say. He said it in that sort of a way, he did. but he is a professing Christian and he he also seem to elevate the sermon on the mount so he sort of believes in some of the scripture in any case but folks we've talked about it many times before on this program it's not just about romans and by the way if romans was the only place that said it that would be enough and romans is very clear but again romans goes back to genesis 1 paul is saying this is unnatural because it's a violation of the creator And of the created order. You move right along in Genesis to Genesis 19, God judging Sodom and Gomorrah for this kind of sexuality. Then you go to Leviticus, now you're into the law. Leviticus 18 in the positive, you shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. And then in the negative on later, it says, it's an abomination. And then there's a judgment in Leviticus 20, a kind of a death penalty in the Old Testament, under the Old Testament law, for this kind of sin. But Obama's really wrong about the New Testament, because Paul in 1 Timothy 1.8 talks about, quote, the sinners, and he includes homosexuality. And uh, he has a similar vice list in 1 Corinthians 6, a kind of a sin list. And... Actually, you have two kinds of homosexual behavior there in that. It's very specific. The, the male role and the female role. They're two different words in your New Testament as you look at that. The effeminate uh, and the homosexual. But it's so great at the end of 1 Corinthians 6, that passage, Paul says, quote, Some of you were like this. Verse 11, But you've been washed, you've been sanctified, you've been justified. And so, We do offer the love of Jesus, the grace of Jesus, and the forgiveness of Jesus to homosexuals in Jesus' name. He died for that sin, all other sins, on the cross, rose again. If they look to Jesus, they can be saved. Well, on Monday, Dr. Robert Jeffries will be here to talk about his coming in view of a call as the pastor of First Baptist Dallas. That's this Sunday. Don't miss it.
0: You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian Worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.